Anthony, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I had a nice night off last night with Joseph on the show, and yep. I'm just happy to be back to it. Yeah, definitely. Last night's show went really good. You know, we had the ticket regular ticket crew didn't do the uh, post game, so we kind of served a little bit as the post game, and that was a really fun show. So hopefully we can, you know, keep it going today. We're not going to talk as much men's basketball today. I mean, I guess not as much specific Husker men's <laughs> basketball. Today, we kind of want to go. So Anthony, every week, posts Big Ten rankings, kind of power rankings for men's basketball. So we kind of want to dive into that, you know, for most of the show today. Really just kind of ranking all the teams, where we see what teams, kind of tiers for teams, maybe we can talk about a little bit. So we kind of want to jump into that a little bit later. But first off, since Anthony didn't get to be here yesterday, I kind of want to get his thoughts on the Ohio State game first. Anthony, how do you, what was kind of your main takeaways or key moments from yesterday's game? Rank mass. Yes. That's all. Not Casey Tominaga. He <laughs> but, did not grow. <laughs> it was just an outstanding game from him. Obviously, he's had his really, he had a rough stretch of games. Mm -hmm. I was especially critical of his Rutgers game. Yeah. It was just, Same. it was a rough game. Obviously, Nebraska got dominated on the boards. Rank mass didn't do as much on the offensive end as well. Just a bad loss for Nebraska, but man, what a what a night for him. Just a career performance. 34 points, 10 rebounds, six three-pointers. It was just it was just fun to watch. Every time yeah. he got the ball, it was just the crowd was into it. The crowd was yelling his name. And every time he pulled up for three, you, you just felt like it was gonna go in because it was. Yeah. It was just just wild. And of course six for eight. Yeah. And of course. It's not just rank mass. It's the whole team. It was a great game for Nebraska. C.J. Wilcher continues to be that spark off the bench. Mm -hmm. And then they did a great job on defense, I thought. Ohio State, they had a little bit of a run in the first half. Got up to a nine-point lead. Started to get a little nervous there for Nebraska, but mm -hmm. Nebraska was able to come back and really hold them in check for the rest of the game. Yeah, I mean, it was... I mean, Ohio State had a nine-point lead early in that first half, but... Once Nebraska took that weed, they never looked back, never gave it up after that point. Just complete domination. For, at first, Moss was, you know, just pulling up for three, pulling up from deep, making every single shot imaginable. And then towards the end of the game, he was just pounding it down low, and Ohio State just had no answer for him. It was really nice to see that. I mean, it was also another game, kind of one of the first games this year where we didn't really need Casey Tominaga. Oh, yeah. Kase Tominaga was not really needed as much as he usually is, which is kind was which was kind of a nice thing to see that Joseph kind of pointed out last night. My big thing from last night was, I mean, obviously it was a nice win. It's nice to pick up wins like that. I didn't really learn too much about the team, you know, just because we've seen them perform like this at home. We know who they are. They are home. I want to see him do it on the road. But I was very pleased a with the defensive effort and b. We did not turn the ball over very yep. much. After 18 turnovers against Northwestern, although we still won that game somehow, mm -hmm. it was still 18 turnovers. We only had six last night. Yeah, it was just a great bounce back game. As you mentioned, the Northwestern game, it was just sloppy basketball all over. The ball was going mm -hmm. all over the place. Here at, against Ohio State, it was like kind of a rare thing where Bryce Williams had a bad pass every once in a while. You know, Jamarcus Lawrence ha might have had a turnover, but that kind of like stood out for me. But that's just because there wasn't any before that. It was yeah. just the six turnovers, very complete game. They 
they had 19 assists to go with that so they were also just being productive with their passes mm-hmm. it was just so it was a great game to see and yeah you Casey Tominaga only played 14 minutes the least amount out of any player on Nebraska yeah. even Eli Rice who kind of doesn't see that many, much minutes it's kind of it varies by game he even got to see 15 minutes mm-hmm. he played good in those 15 minutes so yeah obviously Casey Tominaga Last year, if Casey Tominaga didn't have a good game, Nebraska wasn't going to win the game. Mm-mm. And now we just see with guys like Mass, Bryce Williams, CJ Wilcher, anyone is able to step up on any given night. We don't have to rely all on one guy. Yeah, I mean, we definitely, it's definitely a deeper team. It's a more experienced team, you know, not just forcing it to one guy. I mean, last night we were wanting to get the Maz, obviously, because he was hot. But like, you know, a lot of times this is, you never know on any given night who's going to be the big bucket getter for Nebraska. A lot of the time, it's Casey Tominaga. But, you know, sometimes it's Bryce Williams. Sometimes it's Rank Most. Against Northwestern, it was Alec. Not something I would have expected. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just so many different guys that can get hot at different moments. And that's kind of one of the nice things about this team is that they're just so deep. They're so experienced. And Fred seems to have the pulse right on this team. But... Like I said before, and what Moss said post-game, they got to get it done on the road. Oh, yeah. Obviously, a big game coming this weekend at Maryland. Maryland just got a great win tonight against Iowa on the road. We'll talk more about that game later when we go through kind of the power rankings. But Mm -hmm. Maryland, they're a sneaky team right now. Obviously, they started out the season pretty cold. Didn't have the best start despite all the talent on their team. But they're really starting to get going now. They've had some close losses in the past week, and they've had some good wins. So it will definitely be a challenge on the road. And Nebraska really just hopes to have a performance they had against Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, Maryland's going to be a big game this weekend. Hopefully that can be the first conference road game that we, first conference road win that we can get. But then again, everyone in the Big Ten has been struggling on the road. It's kind of been a slaughter fest in the Big Ten so that's why I'm really interested to see how you are going to be ranking these teams. <laughs> so first of all, the, it, the article is not out yet. Uh, yep, it is going to be coming out Friday morning. Friday morning. Make sure to check it out. It will be going in depth, just like how we mm. are here, but going to be some more stuff about it. Also, go ahead, check out my old rankings, see yeah, how I bad I was at the start <laughs> of the year. I remember my first power rankings, I had Iowa at 14. Mm. They've they're they've, a little bit higher now. Yeah, just a little bit. But it's just it's been a fun fun task, you know. It's a lot of work. I did not expect it to be that much work, surprisingly, even though I have to write about 14 basketball teams and yeah. watch 14 basketball teams. It's going to be more next year. Oh yeah. The 18 teams now or later. But yeah. um but it's been really cool just seeing how these teams can go on runs. Obviously, Basketball is a game of runs in itself, but even across mm-hmm. the season, just there's teams where I was not high on earlier, and now I can really see them as a team that can really be dangerous in conference play. Yeah, again, if you want to get on the text line before we get in this, text line is open, 402-464-5685. We want to hear your thoughts. You can also comment on the streams. You're streaming YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch, and also Allo961, but you can't comment on that. So, without further ado, let's get into it. I want to start bottom top, just to make it a little bit, you know, who, right. <laughs> who's going to be the top team? Ooh. I don't know. 
right. So I have a feeling who the bottom team's gonna be. If I had to if I had to guess, but I want you to say it. All right. Fourteenth team in my Big Ten power rankings. Woo. Same as last week, same as the week before that, probably the same as the week before that. It's the Michigan Wolverines. Yeah. What an ugly year it's been for them. It has just been brutal. I mean, they're seven and twelve right now, two and six in the Big Ten, lost seven out of their last eight. It has just not been the year that Michigan wanted. Kind of sold their soul for that college football national championship, really. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Michigan had a pretty decent run in the uh, March. Is that, I thought it was a couple years ago when they had uh, Wagner on their team. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, this year it's just not been the same. They're one of just two teams in the Big Ten, I believe, with a losing record. Penn State also has a losing record last time I checked. Yep. Um, yeah, definitely been a rough year for the Michigan Wolverines. What about 13? Uh, Yeah, I mean, this is a team that had Nebraska's number last week, but I'm still not very impressed with them. I just think that game was kind of more of a fluke, especially mm-hmm. seeing Nebraska's struggles against the ro- on the road all year long. It's the Rutgers-Scarlet Knights. I think they have been playing better, I would say, than they were just a little bit ago, but they're still not perfect. They're, they played Illinois this week, which... Obviously, Illinois is a t- one of the top teams in the Big Ten. They're ranked in the top ten. Lost tonight to Northwestern, so that was a big game. But they were able to cut the lead to five in the second half. But then Illinois just completely took over. Mm-hmm. Ended up winning by, I think, 20. Definitely double digits. So, yeah, Rutgers, they're just a team that in the past, like, three, four years, they've, they, were, they made a few tournament appearances. They made a, a few NIT tournaments. But this is just not a year where they're going to be seeing any postseason play past the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, I mean, Rutgers always, I feel like, you know, in March always kind of seems like a sneaky team to pick when I'm Mm -hmm. doing my brackets. Ooh, Rutgers, (laughs) you know, never know. But this year, definitely not the same case. I'm a little surprised you had them above Penn, you had them below Penn State, but I'm assuming Penn State's going to be coming up here pretty soon. This is what makes the, this is why the Rutgers loss outside of the Minnesota game. Is probably the worst loss of the season. It mm-hmm. might even be worse than the Minnesota game, because you know yeah, Minnesota. So. Yeah, that was a meltdown. Yeah, that was it. Was it was tough to see that, but against Rutgers, that was by far, in my opinion, the worst performance so far this year from Nebraska basketball. In my opinion, just completely yeah. outclassed on the boards, couldn't shoot the ball, turning it over quite a bit. It was just an ugly game from start to finish. Oh yeah, I I agree. I think that Rutgers game was. Nebraska's worst loss of the year. I mean, it. you mentioned it. They had multiple double-digit leads in both half, mm-hmm. and they couldn't pull out of either of them. They couldn't get ahead of that. It was just, it was a game. That was probably the most upset I've been after a Nebraska game, especially just going going after what this was after the Purdue game. So you know, you knew what this team is capable of, and they just weren't able to show it. Did you cover that game for the site? Uh, I did not cover the Rutgers game. I, I know. I was like, I couldn't remember if I did the gamer or takeaways. I must have done the gamer. <laughs> that was a rough one to have to write uh, after. I, I I just typed it up really fast. God, I was like, I don't even <laughs> want to think about this game anymore. I just want to put it to the back burner. But then we had to talk about it on Saturday. So had to jog my memory again. Let's keep it going. Who you got next? Yeah, I got Penn State next at 12. I think 
like you said, you could argue that Rutgers is probably the better team than Penn State, but I just they kind do of have a respect. better conference. They do have a better conference yeah. record. I just I just respect Penn State right now. I feel like they're doing more with less. I mentioned this on last episode. I feel like Penn State, out of all the Big Ten teams, kind of has the lowest ceiling right now. Their entire starting five from their NCAA tournament team last year is gone. So that was yeah, they had a pretty good run. Oh yeah, they they went from when Nebraska beat them last February. It was kind of like thinking they're done. They're oh, out of the picture. Yeah, that was a big win for Nebraska last year. Then they go on a run in the Big Ten tournament, make it to the final, I believe, lose to Purdue there, make the tournament, win a game there. So yeah, it was a great Penn State team. This year they just didn't have that much returning. They had they got Ace Baldwin Jr. as a transfer from VCU, but he has just been very inconsistent. Kanye Clary, their sophomore guard, he has really taken a big step up. I think he's a all Big Ten caliber player. Mm-hmm. I hope he gets that recognition at the end of the year because Penn State is definitely going to be one of these bottom teams in the conference. They got a nice win against Wisconsin last week, which kind of had them initially moved up over Rutgers. And that was because okay. Kanye Clary had a great game. So did Ace Baldwin. When Ace Baldwin is on, this Nittany Lions team is actually dangerous. But it's just a matter of if he will be on. Yeah. And then this past week, Kanye Clary finished with 13 points in the loss to Ohio State. That was his lowest output since the early December. And that kind of just proved that uh, that kind of just that kind of just had Penn State's work cut out for them in mm-hmm. that game. So it's it's a team that I admire them. I, I think that they're going to pull off a few more wins that a lot of people aren't going to expect them to get in this conference play. But yeah, for right now, they're my 12. Yeah, Penn State just one of two Big Ten teams with a losing record, which is honestly kind of impressive for the Big Ten conference. Mm-hmm. But then you look, we're not, you know, it's Purdue, Wisconsin, Illinois, then it kind of falls off after that a little bit. Nebraska, Northwestern in the Big Ten tournament hunt, Michigan State, Indiana, Maryland. You know, yeah. it's just a little whatever. But yeah, Penn State's a little bit of a, I don't know if frisky is the right word, but you know, a team that I would be less disappointed with losing to Penn State than Rutgers, in my yeah, opinion. I that so. like, I guess it was just the way, I feel like it's the way that you would lose to Penn State and then the way you would lose to Rutgers. The way you lose to Rutgers is you shoot like crap, you play like crap, and you mm-hmm. don't rebound. Against yeah. Penn State, if they get, you know, a little bit hot from the three-point line and you don't hit your shots, that's going to yeah, happen. Kind, sure. of, kind of in a similar fashion to Iowa, just they're not quite Iowa. Oh, yeah. What do you got next? Next, at number 11, I got Minnesota. All right. They were a team that, at obviously, they struggled immensely in Big Ten play last year. And not only Big Ten play, just all season last Overall. year. Mm-hmm. It was a bad season for them. Got that upset over Nebraska in the Big Ten tournament. That I think if Nebraska wins that game, I think they make that IT tournament at least. I mean, maybe they they obviously it was a long shot for them to make the NCAA tournament, yeah. but just how hot they have been at that moment. That IT tends to favor hot teams. That loss to Minnesota really just really just closed the door on any chance of that. So they responded this year kind of with a Nebraska route. They scheduled. A very easy non-conference slate. Yeah, so made their record look pretty good. Mm-hmm. But if you watch the games. Yeah, exactly. And then they started off uh, Big Ten play. Obviously, they had that win against Nebraska. They started off 3-1. and one, But since then, they've lost four in a row. They're 3-5 and five in the Big Ten now. 
and it was a very tough loss in their last game to Wisconsin. They were the home team, so the home crowd had their back. They were down 10 at one point, battled all the way back, only for Mike Mitchell Jr. to They were down two with less than five seconds remaining. He's at the free throw line. He has to miss this one, misses it, gets his own rebound, gets an open look, gets a good opportunity, hits the backboard, hits the rim, just doesn't fall through. Mm-hmm. Tough loss for Minnesota. That could have really helped them shake things off and maybe even warranted them a spot up on these rankings. But Yeah, it's crazy how one game can dictate a uh, lot of these rankings. Oh, yeah. it's And it's also just very hard because you mentioned earlier how there's a lot of— there's not It's a many, bloodbath. Yeah, there's only two teams with a losing record. There's teams that can beat any team on any given night. It's really just hard to kind of differentiate, you know, how is this team— mm-hmm that better than another team. I mean, yeah, they a lot of them have ugly losses. A lot of them have, you know, pretty good resume wins. So it's not like, oh, this team beat, you know, a lot of good teams. But I mean, like they all kind of have the same caliber resume wins a lot of these teams in my mm-hmm. opinion, all have ugly losses. So yeah, it's a little bit tough. So that's why I was interested. I want I want you to let me know when you start rank when you where the line is of teams you're oh, like, yeah. okay, this team can make NCAA tournament. Yeah. I want you to let me know when you get there. But keep it going. Who do you got next? Yeah, so I I say these bottom four teams are kind of the teams that don't have, really have. Much. Yeah, they don't really have a shot. I think may, maybe if Minnesota is able to get hot again, maybe go on a little run, they could make a push for an NIT tournament yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. I can see, definitely see that. Yeah, but this next team at number ten is a team that's really just on this cold streak. It's the team Nebraska beat the other night. Uh-huh. It's Ohio State. Yep, I think I like where they are. It's it's just so hard to kind of like, kind of just deeply like digest how underwhelming Ohio State has been these last couple of weeks. I mean, go back a month, even go back two weeks, Ohio State may be a tournament team. They're either in the field as like a seven, eight, nine seed, or at least on the bubble. Mm-hmm. But right now, they're just not looking good. Uh, there was. They've lost three out of their last four. Their only win is over Penn State in those games. And they haven't won a road game since January 1st, 2023. That's Over a year. That's crazy to me. I mean, that was, again, another reason why I was confident going into Nebraska's last game. Mm -hmm. But we just got text on the text line saying, bump Minnesota up at least three. I think that size can really bother anyone if they force a bad shooting night. I do agree that they could definitely be higher. I wouldn't argue against it if you if you would put them above Ohio State, mm-hmm. especially after Ohio State playing against Nebraska. But three is a little generous to me. I I, I definitely can see them being you know nine, maybe yeah. eight. But looking yeah. at it right now, I think that Minnesota has an argument over Ohio State, and then they have an argument over my next team at nine. I think who that and who's that? That is Indiana. Okay, yeah, I definitely could see I, an argument over those. I but I think it. after that. I would draw the line. I wouldn't put them above any of those mm-hmm. other teams. But let's now jump into Indiana. One of the teams Nebraska was able to beat yep. at home. It, yeah, that was again, that was one of the many games that if Indiana wins, they really their season could be going completely different now. Mm-hmm. It's they're just such an interesting team. Uh, going into the year, especially in non conference play, they played Kansas very close at home. Kansas barely won that game. Guys like Khalil Ware, obviously a big impact transfer but they just have not won the games that matter they're 12 and Mm -hmm. 7 right now 4 and 4 in the big 10 and they're on the losing end of 
every game against a good team. I mean, yeah, this has been a tough stretch for them too. They've they've had three games in a row now against the three Big Ten, the three ranked teams in the Big Ten. They played Purdue, lost to them. Played Wisconsin, lost to them. They have a chance against Illinois, but it's on the road. So who knows if they're going to be able to mm-hmm. cap that off? It's just it's tough seeing this team. It's very interesting. I'm looking at metrics now. I know, say what you will about those. I don't really, I like some more than others, but mm-hmm. Ken Palm and the NET rankings, they're ranked 13 out of 14th in the Big Ten, which is just that, very yeah. surprising. Like schools like Michigan are higher than them in that, in those metrics. It's crazy. So it's, yeah, this is just a team that right now, this is kind of the tier where I'm not saying NCAA tournament. I'm talking NIT here, yeah. which I don't. I think they're falling out very quickly, though. I mean, to give them a break, they are in a three-game stretch now where they're going to be playing three ranked yep. teams in a row, and not just ranked teams, all Big Ten ranked teams that are all in the top 15. They played mm-hmm. Purdue, played Wisconsin, now have Illinois coming up on Saturday. So definitely a tough stretch for Indiana. I definitely feel like Minnesota could have been above Indiana, but I mean, again, this is just kind of a dead zone where it's like, you know, Indiana beat Minnesota earlier in the year, beat Ohio State, but, you know, they lost to Rutgers. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's really hard to rank these teams because they've all, they've just been, every Big Ten team kind of in this in this range has just been slaughtering each other. Oh, yeah. It's just very hard to really see if there's any teams that are that better than the rest they're all kind of the same right now I feel like it's it's really just a very competitive conference I mean yeah I I don't know if this is quite frankly the best year of Big Ten basketball like I wouldn't say that by a long yeah I don't think they're like a super strong conference but they do have a lot of teams that are very equal to each other which leads Mm -hmm. to some very very fun basketball yeah, I mean, I couldn't even imagine, you know, next year, it's just going to be even more complicated trying to rank these teams. You know, you're oh, bringing yeah. in the UCLA's, the USC's, you know, teams that it seems like year in, year out make the Big Ten tournament. And some of them, you know, UCLA most recently made a pretty big, pretty big run in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Who do you got next? All right. These next two teams, they play tonight. So I'm going to kind of group them together. They played against each other. At number eight, I have Iowa. And number seven, I have Maryland. All right. This is... Really kind of two different teams right now, or like kind of where they're at. Iowa went on a nice three-game win streak. They beat Nebraska, obviously. They started out conference play 0-3. Then they had those nice three wins. Played Purdue at home, but they weren't able to upset them. Lost by 14. And then the Maryland game tonight, which I'm I'm very impressed with Maryland right now. They had Yeah, I, I agree with you having them above Iowa. Yeah, they had a rough start to the year. But they had the top, they had guys like Jameer Young, Julian Reese, Dante Scott. They had these returners from last year that while even last year they kind of ended not the way they wanted to, they've really it was a slow start, but they're starting to catch up now. One thing I noticed about Maryland is they've just been very unlucky at times. They've had five losses by less than three points yeah. this season. Leads the country in that. They're able to get a two, a two point win tonight. Because of Jameer Young, who is just, he he is Maryland, I think. Without yeah. him, Maryland is not even close in any of these contests. He's having a great season. 
obviously a transfer last year, had a good year, was inconsistent at times, but he has really stepped up and really carried the load a lot this year. Julian Reese has had his share of off nights, but Jameer Young, he had a chance at Michigan State this past Sunday, scored their last five points, I think, in that game, had a chance to tie or win it at the end, get stripped, and then it was the exact same thing at Iowa. This time he's able to finish it off, scores their last eight points, two three-pointers, and then a nice left-handed finish with 1.5 seconds left. These two teams, I don't think, I think right now, because I was actually ranked very favorably in like Ken Palm, NET rank. They're ranked around the same as Nebraska, surprisingly. Yeah, I mean, they can get Hoffman a three-point line mm. on any given night, which, you know, makes them a dangerous team. But then again, I, I don't feel like, you know, throughout a stretch of a season, Iowa's going to be as good as a team like Nebraska. And yeah. I think it's showing this year, you know. I mean, again, Nebraska, they have four more wins than Iowa this year so far. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely, I mean, this is why a lot of times I don't agree with those rankings, but I definitely agree with Maryland above Iowa, which this is why I'm very excited about the Maryland game this weekend. It's really oh, going to yeah. show if this Nebraska team truly deserves to be, you know, a top five, top four Big Ten team. Mm-hmm. If they get it done against Maryland, I think they got to be at least in the top four in these rankings. But we got to throw it to break. When we come back, I feel like we're going to finally start getting into, you know, the real yep. NCAA tournament teams. We'll do that right after this break. Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hello, hello. Welcome back into the Daily Nebraska Show. I'm Ben Droz, joined here still by Anthony Rubick, one of the assistant sports editors at the Daily Nebraskan. Again, if you want to text in on the show, text line is open 402-464-5685. But without further ado, let's keep rolling on these Big Ten rankings. We've already, we only have six teams left. Yep. We're really getting into, you know, the top tier Big Ten teams here coming up next. So who's your first team now? Yeah, these next six teams, I think, are all NCAA tournament teams, Mm -hmm. or at least teams caliber of that. Um, Number six, I have Michigan State. I think they're a very interesting team. I mean, obviously they had a pretty bad start to the year, losing to James Madison on opening night, and they just really couldn't get going that much. Nebraska caught them at a very nice time where they were really struggling at the beginning of Big Ten play. Then right after Nebraska beats them, they go on and dominate number six Baylor at a neutral site. But then they still haven't really that they haven't really impressed too much in Big Ten play. They they were one of the teams that was winless on the road until this past week. They got a road win against Maryland. It was a close game, as I mentioned earlier. Strip they stripped uh, Jameer Young the last second to kind of secure that win. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Michigan State. It's just Tom Izzo. They're built for March. It doesn't matter how they're playing right now. Once it once it's the Big Ten tournament, once it's the NCAA tournament, you know they're going to win some games. Yeah, Michigan State's definitely a team to keep an eye on when the Big Ten tournament comes in. Definitely can make a little bit of a run, you know, get in that, be on the bubble. I expect them to, you know, kind of be a bubble NCAA tournament team. So we'll kind of see how that goes. It's, but yeah. yeah. It's very weird with them. It's like... Because despite even all the struggles early on, they're still top 25 in any NET and Ken Palm. They're still mm-hmm. receiving votes for the AP poll. They're only Big Ten team doing it. And I, again, I know the Matrix are on their side. I just kind of don't really understand 
how they're really on their side with just their schedule right now and just the games they've played. Yeah. I mean, I'm not discrediting them by any means. They're a good team. It's just, I have them at six. I have two teams above above them that are nowhere really near them in those rankings. I think six is, you know, the right spot. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, you know, I think it's really close between them and Maryland, really close against them in Iowa. But, but you know, Michigan State's just kind of, you know, with those rankings, you know, when you just watch the game, Michigan State just looks like a little bit better of a team, in my opinion. Again, you know, this is why a lot of people were thinking, you know, the Michigan State win is going to look really good for a resume. I really feel like, you know, that was pretty early in the season. So I, again, that was a big win for us. We needed that win. But I feel like when March comes and, you know, the committee's deciding who makes the tournament, I don't really feel like that Michigan State game should be take too much merit in my opinion because they're a different team now yeah exactly it's two different teams from them in december and them now and it's going to be a different team in february it's going to be a different team in march they just get better as the year goes on i mean yeah i definitely like those early season games like yes definitely helps to put up the wins but like i don't want it to be like oh man they beat michigan state that's really Mm going to be something like nebraska's definitely had better wins this year definitely yeah i would definitely rank i would definitely rank the northwestern win over that I mean, honestly, looking at it, the Ohio State win might even be a little bit more impressive than that. Purdue win, obviously, is the most mm-hmm. impressive so far. But yeah, but I have a feeling your number five team, Northwestern. That is correct. They just got a big win tonight, obviously, again mm-hmm. against Illinois, which kind of helps Nebraska. Makes their their win against Northwestern on Saturday look even better. But yeah. it was just a fantastic game went to overtime and it was there where Northwestern just dominated. Mm-hmm. They really just had their way there. Scored 20 points in the overtime period. I don't think they missed a three-pointer and they're led by Boo Booey who I think with the Boo-Booey. Big 10 player of the year, Zach Eady already kind of has in the bag. I mean, which he was outplayed by Mass, which Yeah, he was player of the year. Ooh. Sure. Controversy there. But uh but I think that if there's a guy for second, or there's a guy who at least should have his name up there, I think it's Boo Booey. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he did struggle against Nebraska, shot two of 15 from the field. So Big reason why Nebraska won. Yep. He, but then again, if you look at Edie, yeah, Edie had like 16 points, but that's considered an off night on his standards yeah. against Nebraska. Really shows how good Nebraska is at home. Also, this shows how good Northwestern is at home. They've beat two top 10 teams now. With the home court backing up, Nebraska plays them on the road in a couple games. It's going to be a big, big test for them. And if they are, if they're able to win in Welsh Ryan Arena, that's that's going to look that might be their win of the year, other than the Purdue game. Yeah, I mean, all the Big Ten teams have struggled on the road. Only one team in the Big Ten has a winning record on the road, and that's Purdue. That's just three and two on the road. Wisconsin's three and three, so they're right there. But other than that, every single team has a losing record on the road. Hopefully Nebraska can turn that around. Coming up, coming up, you know they have some conference road games coming up. Maybe we could see them get closer to 500, but they're one and four. That might be a little tough. But yeah, the Northwestern win, besides the Purdue game, was the most impressive win so far this year, in my opinion. That was a really they needed that win. If that they oh, would have yeah. lost. That would have been three straight losses. We would not be feeling as good right now oh, they yeah. wouldn't have gotten that win because you know they've been taking care of business against you know the lesser teams you need to do that but you know you need some big time wins if they didn't beat northwestern the purdue game might have seemed a little bit more fluky than right mm-hmm. now it seems like okay this might be who the, this is who this team is at home 
But again, can they do it on the road? Yeah, exactly. I'm. It's just it's going to be a fun game, Nebraska versus Northwestern. Yeah, when they Obviously, travel. Yeah. Yep, they've had a great game in Lincoln. I expect a great game in Evanston. And yeah, I mean Northwestern. They were a bubble team going into tonight. This win definitely, I think, puts them in the field at least for now. So it's just they're a great basketball team. They've really they were on the same plane as Nebraska not so long ago as one of the teams that never had an NCAA tournament win. They never even made an NCAA tournament, I think, until about 2016, 2017. And then just, you know, they've really just been able to turn their program around as of late because they not only make March Madness every year, they usually win a game every year. Mm -hmm. So just a great team to kind of look at. Hopefully Nebraska kind of follows that trajectory. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to that Northwestern uh, road game. What makes me, I mean, I'm obviously not going to, I mean, a road game, always scary to try to pick Nebraska. Mm-hmm. But again, that Northwestern game was not our best game. Again, we had 18 turnovers in that game. Uh, yes, we shot the ball really good and Northwestern didn't shoot it quite well. But I'm going to kind of tailor, I was like, if we don't turn the ball over as much, Northwestern shoots the ball a little bit better, it, it should be a pretty close game and it'll be a fun game to watch. Oh, yeah. So let's keep it going around in the top five, I believe. Top four. Top four. Yes, top four. Who is it? All right, my number four. I think if you're going off just this week and who is hot, you could argue them for three. But I'm gonna put put them at four for now. And I got Nebraska. I, I think, think that I think that's right. I think that's right. The top three teams are definitely Purdue, yeah. Wisconsin, Illinois. Just because Nebraska really hasn't done it on the road against a good team. Exactly, and they were able to bounce back this week. Last week I had them at six. Obviously, they had when I made that last week. They had the t- loss to Iowa and the loss mm-hmm. to Rutgers. Yeah, it, it was it was a rough week. Yeah, it was almost would have been rougher if they didn't beat Northwestern. Oh yeah, and then obviously bounced back in a great way. Northwestern game that was kind of the same, similar to those games in the past, those road games where they had a lead, watched it d- dwindle by going on a scoring drought, turned the ball over a lot, but they were still able to sneak out a win. Kese Tominaga hit a dagger three. Dagger. <laughs> and then uh, against Ohio State, this really secured their spot for me. Is they just played great basketball. It was mm-hmm. There was not many mistakes in that game. Again, they, they went down early, came back in a big way, and just never left the, never took their foot off the gas. Obviously, Rank Mass is playing great basketball in that last game. Hopefully he can carry that on now. Hopefully. To Maryland. Again, he'll be matched up against Julian Reese, so that's a tough matchup there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I They're mean They're gonna need him. Yep. And then I think also they've really improved rebounding these last two games. They've won the rebounding battle against Ohio State and North Northwestern after again, they let up I think fifty something rebounds against Rutgers, twenty five offensive rebounds. And they're doing it all with Juwan Gary out, which yeah, obviously that's been impressive. Yeah, he's been he was a game time decision yesterday. I think he was suited up, but just didn't feel like the need to play him. Obviously, you don't want to throw him out there too early. I mean, especially in a game State. like that. Yeah, so I'm assuming maybe Gary might be back for Saturday, but he definitely will be back sooner than later, which will be a big answer for Nebraska. Yeah. Obviously, it was around this point last year where injuries kind of derailed their season with Gary being getting out for the year, Emmanuel Bandamel going out for the year. Mm-hmm. But they've relatively stayed healthy, and they've really dodged some bullets with these injuries. 
Yeah. Mass had knee surgery and only missed quickly. two games. Yeah. Like they've just been very lucky so far. Knock on wood, but <laughs> but right now I have them as number four. Yeah. I mean, I think four is a good spot. Even as a Husker fan, I don't really think you could talk yourself into them being a top three team yet. We'll see though. You know, if they can pick up a win against Maryland, Illinois, or um they have Wisconsin coming up, Northwestern, like if you know, if they can just get two of those at most, it, it would look really good for them to maybe try to push into be a top three team in the big time conference. But I think four is a good ranking. And I think Oscar fans should be happy with that ranking. You All know, right. top four in the Big Ten should easily get you an NCAA tournament bid. Right now they're kind of projected, you know, ninth, eighth. Ninth or eighth, maybe tenth. That's kind of what the projections have them, I believe. So we'll have to see as the season goes on because they have a tough stretch of games coming up. So it's really going to determine whether they're going to be a bubble team or, you know, firmly secure in that before the Big Ten tournament. Oh, yeah. If I were to tell you right now, if I were to tell you a couple months ago, yeah. Nebraska would be 15 and five, five and four in the Big Ten. Oh, you take it. Squarely in the tournament field right now. You take it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you take it. I mean, yeah, even. Coming in the year, you knew this is a more experienced team, one of the more talented teams. It's still Nebraska basketball. They mm-hmm. still have never really done it before. So, yes, I would have, in a heartbeat, taken this season so far. It's been a good season. Yes, there's been some lows, but it's been a really fun season to watch. You know, with the Purdue win, Northwestern win, beat Indiana. They they were kind of losing against them. You know, it, they've had some pretty solid wins this year. Had some bad losses, but it's been a good season to follow. Oh, yeah. So now we are into the top three. Yep. For my number three, I got a team who lost to Northwestern tonight. I got Illinois. Mm-hmm. Ranked number 10 in the country right now. And the big likely story, to fall. Yep, likely to fall. And their big story right now is the return of Terrence Shannon Jr. Their leading scorer was suspended indefinitely. Suspension got lifted. He made his return coming off the bench against... Um, blanking on the team right now oh against Rutgers right against Rutgers came off the bench had a good game didn't have the best game tonight against Northwestern but it he's still just a massive get for the for this team obviously he's been their best player for the past two years now and one thing that really stood out for me though is in his absence a lot of guys stepped up for the fight in Illini. Mm-hmm. Marcus Domask is one of them. A transfer from Southern Illinois. Grad transfer there. Um, he really kind of stepped up. I kind of see it more now as Illinois. Like Terrence Shannon is their 1A best player. Marcus, Marcus Domask is like a 1B, 1B right yep. there. And they have guys like Quincy Guerriere and Coleman Hawkins who again have really stepped up. Justin Harmon was a guy who came in off the bench and has really put in some good minutes for them so far. So while they did lose tonight to Northwestern, it's kind of hurts them in if they want to win a Big Ten title, if they want to win the regular season title, mm-hmm. kind of puts them back a little bit, but nothing too concerning. Yeah, I mean, I feel like these rankings as we get to the top gets definitely gets a lot easier. I think a lot of people will agree, you know, with your top probably five easily, in mm-hmm. my opinion. I think we know who two and one's going to be, but, you know, dramatic effect. We're still not going <laughs> to give it to you yet. Who's number two? Number two is the Wisconsin Badgers. I had them as number one the week uh, the week Nebraska beat Purdue mm-hmm. because 
The game before that, yeah, they Wisconsin were beat Nebraska. Same score, 88 to 72. So I had them at fir- first for a week. Then they lost to Penn State. Then, spoiler alert, if you haven't figured out already, Purdue takes that top spot. But yeah. Wisconsin, they're just a great, they're, they're a team that they might not have a superstar caliber player, mm-hmm. but they have just a bunch of guys who, a bunch of great players who know their role. One guy who has really st- stood out for them this week was Max Klesmit, the junior guard. Um, he had 26 points against Indiana, including a stretch in the second half where he scored 20 straight Wisconsin points. Wow. And he only had 11 points against Minnesota in a game where they narrowly escaped. But A.J. Storr had a double-double, 15 points, 12 rebounds. And, you know, you have guys all over the place that can go off any second. You have Tyler Wall, obviously, Stephen Kroll, Chucky Hepburn, Nebraska guy. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I mean, Wisconsin last year really was a very disappointing year for them. They went on a run the NIT tournament, but they wanted to go on a run in the NCAA tournament. They're going to get a chance and, this year. Yeah, right now they're probably... I'm seeing rank projections have them as a two seed in the tournament, as a three seed. I, I totally see them finishing in that range. Yeah, I mean, they have the best conference record in the Big Ten. They're 7-1 in conference play. Three and three on the road, ten and one at home. I mean, yeah, they have been a solid team this year, but I mean, there's definitely one team that stands above the rest. Even though Nebraska beat them, so <laughs> technically we should be on top. But yes, Purdue number one in your rankings. Yeah, I mean, just look at kind of what Purdue is going on right now. Ever since the Nebraska loss, four game winning streak. Right yeah, now. four game winning streak, and they have just been absolutely dominant in those games. They've won all those games by double digits. The closest a team was to beating them was Iowa, and they lost by 14. Mm-hmm. They just played Michigan and won by 32. Wow. Michigan, man. That's been rough. I hate to see it. But uh, then, I mean, Zach Eady also just went on an absolute tear for the first three games. Oh, yeah. His stat lines against Penn State, 30 points, 20 rebounds. Against Indiana, 33 points, 14 rebounds. Against Iowa, 30 points, 18 rebounds. He only had 16 points, still had 10 rebounds against Michigan. Didn't really need him much. They had Lance Jones shoot 5 of 9 from 3, have 24 points. So just a great shooting night for them. Really didn't need E.D. to give them those tough buckets down the stretch. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Purdue doesn't lose a game the rest of the regular season. I think there's... Road has been a struggle for them in the past, but they were able to pick up two convincing road wins in some pretty hostile environments at Indiana, at Iowa, play at Rutgers next. So potential toss up there. I wouldn't say toss up, but yeah, could be a potential trap game, as I should say. Then they play Wisconsin on the road as well. So I could see, honestly, I don't see them losing anymore. Maybe in the Big Ten tournament, Honestly, probably early in March. You know how Purdue is. Oh, yeah. But right now, I mean, they're one of the best regular season teams every year in college basketball, and this year is no different. I think it'd be very impressive if they finish undefeated the rest of the way. I mean, they play Wisconsin twice, play Illinois. You know, all of them Big Ten teams. You never know. I mean, they play Northwestern. That's a team that can get hot at any point. I mean, it'd be really impressive if they do you know, go undefeated the rest of the way. I expect them to probably lose one more 
in there probably, but it's not going to matter. They're going to be a number one yeah. seed probably to, <coughs> excuse me, at the very lowest. Um, But with that, all the rankings are in. Purdue's one, Wisconsin two, Illinois three, and then Nebraska. Your corner is coming at four. With that, we got to take it to break. And when we come back, we're going to touch on, we're going to kind of go away from men's basketball. <laughs> we're going to talk some volleyball. So don't go anywhere. Sure. We'll be right back right after this break. Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. It's still he- us. We're still here. All right, here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. It's the Daily Nebraskan Show. I'm Ben Droze, one of the sports writers for the Daily Nebraskan. Still joined here by Anthony Rubick, one of the assistant sports editors. And we want to end the show, our last segment, talking volleyball, specifically Pro volleyball. We got the Omaha Supernovas. They played their first game tonight. Weren't able to pull it off, but it was a five-set thriller. The call was right here on the ticket broadcast. It was broadcasted by DP Derek Pearson. I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of it. Anthony, I know you watched some of it. Mm-hmm. What? What? Not. I mean, I don't really want to know. I was like, you know, I'm not. We're not really going to get specifics into the specific game, but you know what this really just means for the sport in Nebraska. The sport of volleyball here in Nebraska, <laughs> not the sport in Nebraska. Yeah, it's just awesome. It's just finally having a professional league for volleyball. Growing up, I always kind of thought that it was really absurd that there wasn't something like mm-hmm. this. Just like kind of, I was reading about Gina Mancuso Prasowski, who is a player on the Omaha Supernovas. She went to my high school, Papillion La Vista, was a beast there. Gatorade National Player of the Year in 2008 played for Nebraska was an all-American there but she played professionally in Puerto Rico Poland Germany countries like that and it just was always absurd to me that there wasn't a place for division one division two college volleyball players to go after college that was in the states Mm -hmm. I mean especially because you know NBA MLB NFL, yeah. all have these leagues NHL. that yeah, set you up out of college. So it's really awesome that there's finally a league for this. And man, I watched a little bit of the game and it was just a great atmosphere. It was at the CHI Health Center. Uh, 11,000 plus people were there. It was, yeah. a, it was a great game. Uh, Omaha fell down two sets to nothing. One sets three and four, nearly pulled off the reverse sweep. Made it exciting. Yeah, Atlanta got the win at the end, but it was just, it was a great start, great first game for that league, and it's a matchup that might become a rivalry from here on out. I I was seeing the preseason coaches poll. Uh, Omaha was actually, uh, they had them winning it all, and Atlanta was second with first place votes. So the two best teams in the league played against each other for the first game. And it was just a great atmosphere, great moment, and I'm really excited to watch it going forward. Yeah, I mean, and all the games are going to be on 93.7 The Ticket streams, broadcast, all of it, all the games, and DP is going to have you covered there, announcing those games. Yeah, it, it's definitely, it's different different from college volleyball a little bit, but, you know, it's still really exciting to see that, you know, the pro volleyball is kind of starting to take off a little bit, especially here in Nebraska. We know how much the sport of volleyball oh, yeah is loved here in Nebraska. Everybody loves watching volleyball here. It was so fun to watch uh, 
the Huskers yep. make that tournament run. Weren't quite able to get it done in the national championship, but you know, they made the national championship. Not yeah. too many of the big sports in Nebraska can say that they've been getting it that getting yeah. that far. And that's the exciting part about it is that it's just going to be getting stronger and stronger as years mm-hmm. go on. And you'll you'll get to see people on these teams. You're you you may get to see Lexi Rodriguez play professionally in the states, maybe even at Omaha or some yeah. place like that. You may get to see Merritt Beeson and Andy Jackson, Becca Alec. They just all get this opportunity. Well, yes, there is opportunity to play professionally overseas, but uh, the one thing I saw when um, looking at, at Gina Mancuso was just how hard it is to just culturally. Um, overseas in different countries obviously a language barrier presents itself there so it's just very really cool seeing a the pro volleyball federation get on its feet and it had a great first night tonight i'm sure the games all the games this week are gonna go great and it's just gonna be a fun season yeah definitely gonna be exciting to watch but with that that is all we have time for here tonight thank you for tuning in to the daily nebraska show right here on 93.7 the ticket the ticketfm.com you're not going to see us until next monday as we are not going to be going on saturdays anymore we are weeknights only monday through thursday well actually we have tomorrow <laughs> i'm losing track of my day so you can see us be one here more day anthony won't be here tomorrow but we will still be back here tomorrow i got lost track of my days but after that monday through thursdays 11 to 12 don't miss it we'll be right back here tomorrow night until then see ya see ya